Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Bill Michael's show continues on. Talking some uh, Bucks basketball. Eric Name and the Athletic Bucks reporter joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Eric, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. So Malcolm Brogdon joined us last night on our first Milwaukee Basketball Hour show. And one of the big things that he had said was that uh, Budenholzer, when I asked him what the difference was, he said it's accountability. And we, we keep hearing that word over and over again. And he was very blatant. He said because he goes right up to Giannis and gets in his face and he criticizes him. He said, so we look at each other and go, well, if he's going to do it to Giannis, he's going to do it to everybody. It seems like Giannis accepts the criticism and loves it. Uh, is is that one of the biggest differences this year versus years past, that uh, there is the accountability for everybody that you notice? Um, I think it's accountability and then uh, just the idea that there's accountability with some logic. And, and Malcolm is a great kind of thing to point to, but – you know, there was games last year where all of a sudden Malcolm would sit out the the first half or the first 20 minutes of the game or, or whatever it was, and, you know, they'd look at him on the bench and you know, be like, why are you sitting out? And he's just shrugging his shoulders like, I, I don't know. And, you know, like it, I think up and down the roster, there was a, a lot of times where guys would get disciplined or, you know, where guys would get uh, chewed out by a kid and then not really understand why someone else on the team wasn't wasn't getting chewed out in the same way or someone else on the team did something wrong similarly and weren't treated the same way and you know I just think through all of this you know Mike Boonholzer has come out and made sure that everyone's gonna be held accountable they're gonna be held accountable in the same way and if, if you have questions about what you're doing wrong you're gonna get answers that there, there aren't gonna be any mind games and Obviously, we kind of saw that with Jabari Parker. We saw that with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, we saw that with a number of guys in their rotation throughout the year where they just weren't really sure what to expect night to night as far as minutes would go, and they weren't really sure what to expect as far as what they were supposed to get done or how they were supposed to improve. And uh, Mike Munozer has made all that very clear. His, his communication is great with all of his players, and uh, you know the idea that he can yell at you is, is okay because when you do something right, he's also encouraging you and uh, applauding your effort and letting you know that you're doing a good job. Uh, we got a really good insight last night into how this team feels uh, about the road, how this team feels about losses, how this team feels. He said they feel invincible at Pfizer Forum. Now, whether it's the new smell in the building or it's just they're <laughs> comfortable, but he said, look, we they are not just looking for a certain amount of wins. They are looking for the number one overall seed. They really believe they can get it. Do you get that sense being around this team every day that, you know, it's one thing to say the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, hey, they got a winning record. You know, they're above 50 wins, but it's another thing to say this team is actually going for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think that's the big thing this year is that it's not just uh, – this team doesn't say stuff like, oh, you know, we could do this or, you know, we could – win some games or we could get uh, a top seed or 
it's it's expected. And like it's just their expectations. They expect that they're gonna win every game that they play. They expect that they're gonna go on the road and they're gonna perform well on the road. They expect that at the end of the year they're gonna have the number one seed. Like that to me that's the biggest difference. And you know, I've asked about that a couple times because you know, that's not typically how the NBA works. Like typically you you have an eighty two game schedule and well, some nights you you traveled a, a thousand miles and then you know, it's a back to back and you're just gonna have a bad performance. And you know, there's a lot of teams that accept that and say, Well, you know, the schedule lost but this team isn't like that. They don't they don't ever think they should lose. They don't ever kind of acknowledge the excuses that could be built in. They just want to win games and go out and, and kind of make all of those make all those plays and get all those wins. So um yeah, it's just been it's been to me kind of I don't I don't know if shocking is the right word, but you know, just for a whole team to accept that as as the standard. That that's that's something because you know there, there's been plenty of times where there's been uh, guys that expect perfection out of themselves at the top of the roster. Uh, Kobe Bryant comes to mind. Like there's always guys like that, but you know sometimes young players or uh, the other role players on the team don't don't really handle that very well. They don't like uh, having that perfection put on them, and this whole team just kind of accepts it and likes it, and and has kind of really grown accustomed to it. Um, they get ready to venture out on a, a six-game road trip after they have Charlotte at the Pfizer Forum coming up on Friday night. Uh, one of the things he had mentioned was their road trips go as their early games go. Their first game is against Oklahoma City, and then obviously they take on Detroit. They do a lot of flying in that case, and then off to Toronto. So how big of a road trip after you get past Charlotte is this coming up for this team? I mean, I think it's really big. They, they've only had a couple real long road trips. Obviously, uh, this last month or so has been more road heavy because they were so home heavy to start. But you know, this is one of their this is one of their longest road trips of the entire season uh, at six games. So it's a long time away from home. You mentioned uh, how he had said at Pfizer Forum they feel great. And, you know, you're going to get that bump and. On the road, you know, sometimes you don't shoot quite as well as you normally do. Sometimes uh, things don't go your way. Sometimes the other team shoots better than they normally do because they're at home and they're comfortable. So um, I, I think really to me the first three games of that of that road trip really stand out to me where it's just okay, OKC, uh, Detroit. Last time they were in Detroit, they had a tough game. They ended up winning it, and they're 3-0 on, against Detroit in the season. But still – uh, can be a little bit of a tough place to play. And then next Thursday, Toronto on TNT, which is going to be, I mean, their last game against the Raptors. But, you know, as far as big games go for them against Eastern Conference foes, that's about as big as it's going to get this whole year. Like the, the tiebreaker will be up in the, will be in the balance that, you know, if they win that game, they can go three and one in the season, take the tiebreaker from the Raptors and uh, take control of, the number one seed. Uh, so, I mean, those three games are just going to be huge. And, yeah, if they can get started against OKC on Sunday, uh, that would be really big start for them for that road trip. Eric, name of the athletic Milwaukee basketball insider joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. This team's healthy. Uh, no big nagging injuries right now. Nobody's uh, got, you know, time to sit out, so to speak. How does uh, Budenholzer manage this roster? I mean, you know, you got a couple of guys that have contributed early on this year, 
uh, in Connington and company, and they're not even going to see the court for the most part. I mean, Sterling Brown took over that when Connington went down with the injury, and it seems like every time you you see somebody go down, somebody steps up. But uh, they've almost got a, a, an embarrassment of riches right now. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Uh, the other day, or yesterday, actually, uh, day off, so I caught up with a couple of my college basketball coach buddies, and, you know, he, he was asking me, like, oh, how long is a, a typical boot-nose or practice, all this stuff? And I was like, well, you know, they're, they're pretty short. Like, they, they don't really practice as much as, as Jason used to, and, you know, Jason would run them a little bit harder. And that's something you hear from all the guys, that they're extremely fresh, that uh, Bud really goes out of his way to take care of them, to uh, make sure that their legs feel okay, that, you know, if you need a day off, let's get you that. And, you know, that's kind of, uh, I mean, it's been huge for the team and they all talk about it, uh, but that leads to some of the stuff that you're talking about where guys that contributed early in the year, Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton, uh, I mean, Don Maker struggling to make the rotation. And then that's not even talking about a guy like Christian Wood who's been putting up huge numbers in the G League and can't even sniff the NBA roster. And you just go down the line and, and they have great depth. Uh, it hasn't really been tested uh, through injuries thus far this season. Obviously, they hope that'll stay the same way. But, you know, I think that's going to be uh, something to kind of watch here as the season rolls on is do they have one of those injuries strike? And if one of those injuries strike, does the balance and equilibrium that they have right now kind of get tossed off? Because this team this season has been kind of built around the idea that we're going to get the most out of all five of these guys. And uh, whoever's in the lineup, we're going to need to get the most out because, you know, maybe we don't have three superstars at the top of the lineup. We have one and then a bunch of other really good players. So it works when everyone's healthy, but, uh, you know, maybe a, an injury or two kind of shakes all that up and maybe something will have to change it. So we'll have to keep an eye on it. Everything we want to talk about revolves around Middleton and contracts and money next year and, and such. And, I'm sitting there paying it. We were talking a little bit off the air last night. One of the things Brogdon says when they when they get into that, not that they really discuss money and contracts, but when you talk about uh, the the play or maybe streaky shooting, he said you got to look at it. What's going on? He said, look, you got Bledsoe on the court. You know, people are you know you, you get a little more look because Bledsoe's out there and Bledsoe's been hot, so he'll draw the better defender. He said when Malcolm said, look, when I'm on the court, I don't draw the better defender. He said, you know, Middleton does. He said he'll draw the better defender. So, therefore, for an entire game, he'll have a better defender on him. And his shot percentage will go down because defense has been better. They're concentrating on stopping him, not necessarily me, because I haven't made the same amount of bones lately. He said, so, I, you know, it, it just depends on who's on the floor as to what defense they're going to draw as to what kind of numbers a guy like Chris Middleton's going to put up. He said Giannis is going to get his numbers. He's a superstar against everybody. He said, but the rest of us are, are average or above-average ball players, and we're not going to be as dominant. Just by the name, but just by the name of the guy defending you. So, is that a legitimate argument for the way Middleton has played, or at least shot the basketball? Yeah, I mean, something I've been talking to Bucks fans about here for the last little while is like I can understand the fear of paying Chris Middleton, and I've understood that you know for the entire year. Like, you you want to make sure that your quote unquote number two guy is a great player, and you're getting great value out of that contract. Um, but the the next question I'll tend to get is oh, well, you know, couldn't Malcolm just kind of do all the stuff that Middleton does? You know, if Middleton leaves, you just move him up in the packing order. You know, Sterling Brown has come on, move him into Malcolm's slot. And it's like, yeah, you could do those things, but all of those things kind of change. If all of a sudden you're getting uh, more attention, like Malcolm said, if all of a sudden uh, you're going to get better defenders, all of a sudden, you know, maybe that 50-40-90 season that he's putting together, that's super efficient. 
it probably doesn't happen if you, if all of a sudden you get the best wing defender on you every night like Middleton has. And uh, you know, I, I just think there's largely because of fear of that next contract. There's just kind of this denigration of Middleton and his play. And again, like I totally get it with Chris. Like there's not super flashy play. Uh, he's just going to kind of put up his uh, on a bad night, 12 points, and then on good nights, get into the 20 range, but never much above that. And, you know, like, I just think it's it's really difficult to play with another, with a star as big as, as Giannis. And, you know, we watched it with the Heat when they got put together. We've watched it with the Warriors as they've, as they've gotten put together. Uh, it's really hard for great players to coexist. And then all of a sudden we start to talk about sacrifice. But with Middleton, it, he, people have always been questioning if he's good enough. And now that he is being asked to sacrifice, it's not going in that opposite direction where it's like, okay, well, it might make sense that he's struggling a little bit more in this role because Giannis has taken on an even larger uh, responsibility. Instead, it's just, well, is he good enough? Can you pay him enough? So, yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of what Malcolm said there makes – makes sense to me it's similar to what i've kind of explained to other people before but um yeah i i don't i don't envy i don't envy anyone really being the the second star to someone quite as good as Giannis because uh your your opportunity to be more limited and you're going to have a really uh watchful eye cast upon you because everyone's going to want to make sure that Giannis has enough with him eric always good we're going to chat again down the road and again next week we certainly appreciate it pal okay I look forward to it. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There we go. Eric Name, now Milwaukee Basketball Insider for The Athletic, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.